What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to the Soul Medicine Psychic Podcast. I'm your guide, Bernice Bisson. I have been a professional psychic, medium, and astrologer for over 30 years, and I've read for thousands of people all over the world. Many of those readings have been recorded by my clients. In this podcast, I invite clients back to share their recordings as we flash Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. Back, we get to listen in on some of the original predictions and, in their own words, share some heartwarming stories, a few inspiring outcomes, and some unbelievable accuracies. I invite you to join us for a new journey each episode and come experience a little soul medicine for yourself. Something in the air, always something in the episode, we hear from Carmen, who I originally met in 2019 in a session booked as a birthday gift for her. It was her first time she'd ever visited a psychic, and she was happy she could record the reading, and she revealed she listens to it every once in a while to affirm her way forward. Carmen is a gentle soul who works with children in need of special services. She shines a calm presence and an angel aura upon meeting her, and you feel welcome very quickly in her presence. She recently returned to Winnipeg from Australia for a visit, and we had the opportunity to sit down and talk about some of the amazing predictions in her reading that came to pass regarding her sons, future grandbaby, and some extensive travel, and we get to hear all about those predictions right after this. Something in the air, something Welcome to the Soul Medicine Psychic Podcast with your guide, Bernice Besson. Welcome back and thank you. We're going to welcome Carmen. Now, Carmen, it's been a few years since I've seen you and for very good reason because you live across the world. Yes, I do. I live in Australia. So you're in today. You're back with your recording. Now, and you have friends here? Were you from Winnipeg? Yes, I was born in Winnipeg and I grew up here and when I was in my mid-twenties I traveled to Australia, met someone and ended up moving there. Oh, well that's kind of exciting romantic stuff. 
It now, was. Yeah, it was. It wasn't that, that season, right? It wasn't yeah. that season, for sure. So I read for you a few years ago. And how did you actually come across me? Where, how did you wind up with me? Well, I'm a really good friend of your booking coordinator, Lori. We went to high school together. Oh, so Lori strikes again. Ah, I love it. Yes, she gifted me a reading for my birthday. Oh, you know what? It's funny because I've been a gift to a few people for their birthday, mm. and I was the thank you. So I, I made a good yes. gift, apparently. Oh, you made a great gift. <clears throat> Wonderful. Well, so it was your first time seeing me. Have you seen a psychic before? No, I have not. So this ever. literally was your first experience. Yes. And so when you came to see me, was I reading from a big purple house? Yes. Yes. I used to read from a perfumery. That's it. And where they specialty blend perfumes and potions, I call it. It's called La Perfumerie if you're ever wanting potions blended. It's this wonderful purple house situated in the heart of Wolseley in Winnipeg with the old elm trees and the old 120-year-old houses. So it has this very Victorian sort of feel when you walk in. That was a wonderful place to read because it was incredibly haunted. Uh, and in fact, actually on my social media, I have a picture of the, the man's face in the window. I had taken a picture of the front of the building just mm -hmm. to, you know, say, this is where I read from. And his face shows up in the living room window. I know, it was really wow. awesome. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, was, and I was almost like spirit said, just look, B, just look. You might actually see it right there. And I did, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Your first experience, you came in, you sat down, you were nervous. What was going through your head at that time? I didn't know what to expect. I was really excited. I didn't know what I should say or whether I should just sit and listen to you and you were just going to talk and tell me things about me or whether I could guide you. Or I had no idea because I hadn't been to a psychic before. But do you know what, Bernice? When you were just talking about the perfumery and Wolseley, uh, one of the first things you said to me in that reading was that my grandmother was there. And you also said, and there's an unusual name beginning with E. I want to start with your grandmother for some reason. I know I have, I'm just, you know, your grandmother, uh, she's the very sort of top of mind for some odd reason. And I just want to message a few things. I keep hearing an unusual E name. <laughs> like I want to say Esmeralda, but it's just, it was weird. And something sissy, sissy, sissy. My grandmother and I weren't really that close growing up. I yeah. would go to see her. Yeah. She lived in a big old creepy house on Wolseley. <laughs> and her husband's name is a German name, Emil. E-M-I-L. Oh. Oh. Isn't that funny? And I just thought of that then when you were talking about the, <laughs> yeah. the Wolseley area. And I went, of course. You know, and it's funny, it, it, yes, and it's, Wolseley is just that neighborhood with the big yeah. old creepy stately houses, for sure, and okay. that was one of them, but yes, yeah, small worlds, eh? I small know, worlds. and I loved her house as a kid, loved and going there. Because it's, they're magical, yeah. so that's the, that's the magic of this community, it does feel pretty magical, but it's really, uh, it's, it's also sort of ironic with that story, because I feel in my past life, I was a little girl in Wolseley, Hmm. living in this area and because I remember the Wolseley Elm. The Wolseley Elm was cut down in the early 50s so it was impossible for me to remember the Wolseley Elm and I remember my parents. Anyway, that's a whole other show but 
yes, that's magical. And so I've felt very drawn. And this house actually found me. So this, the one I'm in now used to be an old yoga studio. And it has magic. And the lady with the big, tall grass prairie garden in the front. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. So let's get into it. So you came into this place. You sat down. I made you record your reading. Thank goodness, because people don't remember what they don't remember. It was um, great listening to the entire recording again. So in that reading, there were a number of things that came up for you. And it did start with something about hot weather. I kept talking about a hot place and you'll need a passport and that this big, beautiful garden out. And you love gardens, don't you? Oh, yes. Yeah, you're a gardener. My yard has a huge garden. My friends call it the jungle. And I'm always out in the garden being in Australia. It's beautiful weather all year round. We don't get any snow, so everything grows all the time. And it was funny because you had no idea that I lived in Australia. I didn't tell you anything. You didn't even know that I was Lori's friend. I just walked in. I wanted to just walk in cold and see what would come up. And of course, it's very hot in Australia and you kept talking about the heat. You're gonna travel overseas. I don't wanna sound like a hokey weirdo, but you're gonna go overseas. You'll be going, I'm even in for 24 months, so I don't think it's in your hand. I almost felt like you'll be somewhere hot, like <laughs> hot, like hot Europe, not necessarily like cold, raining Europe. Something about that's gonna come up for you, but like Spain or something, Portugal, something like it's gonna be hot. And I just feel like that's gonna be important. And so you have this big, beautiful garden, they call the jungle. So is this something you cultivate yourself or is it something that just takes over? It's a bit of both, yeah. When I first moved into that house, there were a few things in the garden and some trees that, like a big giant rubber tree, and they're not very good. They have roots that are very invasive, so we had to get rid of that. So when my boys were growing up, it was just all grass and we'd play soccer and football and games. And then slowly I started planting bits and pieces, and it just... That was it, eh? Yes. What grass? It's a life of its own. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. We, it, you know, and such the opposite where I am, where we, I literally have, I have 90 days to grow something good, and it better grow, because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise this frost is coming, so, uh, especially this year. In that reading, the one thing that did come up was your independence. And that was something that I think you've always strived for yeah, in some I've way. I've always been very independent. Yeah. Um, even when I was young and um, a teenager with friends, a lot of them had boyfriends or girlfriends, and I was sort of just flying on my own. Yeah. And, but I had a lot of friends, and I didn't feel like I was missing out. I enjoyed my life, so I wasn't really looking. And you told me that... I might even choose people that didn't just work for me so that I could maintain that independence. The relationship piece in here, uh, regardless of your status, you're very much on your own. Make that with love. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, because this is uh, the message the angel brings. It's healing. Mm. Mm. And that's in the house of partnership. Are you alone now? Yeah. Perfect. Because that's the part. Now, I want to go back to the heart chakra because the heart didn't fit in for me <laughs> for the rest of this. Mm. Now, do you see, like, when you see this all together and you kind of go, oh, like, the fool's go uh, in the heart chakra is 
you're completely independent. I don't think that you would need somebody in terms of relationship. It's mm-hmm. not that you need the other half to. It's not it. Mm. It's not it. Uh, but at the same time, um, you might have picked really emotionally unavailable people in your life to make sure you stayed on your own in mm. some way. Now, you, we've talked about your friends as well, just speaking of, and that there were two women around you like sisters. I see two women around you who could be like sisters or sister-in-laws. Tell me about those sisters of yours. Wow, those sisters, one of them is Lori. Oh, and one of them is Pam. I don't have sisters. I have one brother. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a half-sister, but she came way, way down the track. But Pam and Lori and I, we went to high school. We weren't like friends, three of us together. It was sort of, I was friends with Lori, uh-huh. and I was also friends with Pam. Yeah. I'm still really good friends with both of them. Whenever I'm in Winnipeg, I visit both. I stay with them both. And they are like sisters. We're very close. We do a lot of shazamming. Like, I'll be thinking of one, and all of a sudden there comes the message through from the other one. Lori, before I came this time, I didn't tell her I was coming. She'd been thinking about me for a week. And then I sent her a message, and I said, guess where I am? And she said, you're right here. And I said, well, I'm in B.C. (laughs) That's close enough. (laughs) I know, I know. I was in the right country. So, yeah, we just have these strong connections. And we've been friends, as I said, high school, so up to 50 years. Oh, wow. And, you know, and... Lori's the type that once you make friends with her, you're friends for life. So she has that match. She's the magical that way. She is. And it's kind of funny that you are here today only because it all just worked out. And before we started recording, we had this whole conversation about the rigmarole you had to go through to get the recording to me uh, because of communication and technology and limitations and issues. And I talked about what I had to like, it just kind of came together in this little spot this little window today to record that I wasn't really necessarily planned. So it was perfect. And I love how spirit just puts people together in that moment, just made it happen. So I feel like today was very important. And because we, we tried to do a reading before and we did it through zoom and we kept having disconnection and cutting out. And I've had that experience and it's not just on that particular platform. It's been, if, People are at a great distance and the bandwidth isn't, you know, being, I guess. But I, sometimes it's not meant in this moment yeah. and literal technology issues. So I'm glad it put us together today while you're present. Because as soon as Laurie said that, that you were talking about coming on the show, I was like, that's so great because we could do the reading while she's here later <laughs> in person. So I love it. Uh, when I did see you way back then, I said, I saw plane tickets in, in your hand with the coming years showing all kinds of travel. And you were traveling and you were traveling. So let's talk about that. You were traveling 2019. Let's talk about, remember the olden days, everybody? Yeah, 2019, when travel, <laughs> when travel was at its peak. So let's talk about that. Well, well, when you said that, I mean, I had plane tickets in my hand because I had traveled from Australia to BC, then I see my son in BC, then I traveled to Winnipeg, and I came to Canada twice that year, in 2018, when I saw you. Then in 2019, I have friends that I like to travel with. I have my youngest son that I love to travel with. And we just started, all these trips just started happening. We were planning, my son had some uh, free tickets. He said, where do you want to go? So we went to Uluru, which is also known as Ayers Rock in Australia. And we spent a week there. That was awesome, very spiritual place. Oh, wow. Uh, Fantastic. We went to New Zealand for a week and I had never been to New Zealand. 
even though living that close. So yeah. I went there for a week, spent time there, um, had a great time. Then I traveled with another friend up north to see another girl that I knew. And we just went and rented an Airbnb and explored a new town that we'd never been to. I came to Canada twice that year. So it was just one trip after another, after another, after another. And I came back from Winnipeg in January of 2020. And it was as if I knew that I had to get all this traveling because I love travel. And because then it stopped for two years. Yeah. Couldn't go anywhere. Nope. Australia shut down. That was it. it. Closed its doors and said, nobody in, nobody out. Yeah, uh, yeah. that was it. And in fairness, we were locked down for a good long period of time too. And we missed, you know, Christmas and holidays and families. And yeah. Absolutely. And here we are. And everything is so much more meaningful now. It's like, oh, isn't it? I so want to see somebody. Uh, it's like, call me. Don't text me. No, yeah, I, I take nothing <laughs> for granted now. Coming oh, yeah. over here. I was so 100%. excited to be able to come here. 100%. So all that travel and then the world shut down. And there was some other things around your family. And we did talk about your son. So let's bring him up. He moved to BC from Australia. Yes, my eldest son. We had talked about him in your readings. Let's talk about that. What came up there? You talked about that I had a son on the West Coast. Um, I saw you in July, and you said I would see him again before December, or by December, and I did, because I'd already planned to come back oh, at yeah. Christmas time. Okay. And you had mentioned there was a baby coming, and my son's wife was pregnant, and we didn't know what the baby was going to be what sex the baby was going to be and you said this baby coming was going to be a girl and that she would love to sing so there's a baby girl also coming to the family so this is all i mean you'll know about everything i talk about even in the next by this time next year by this your next months. birthday by your next birthday <laughs> there's this wedding i love this wedding it's happy it's happy it's very blessed this baby girl will be blessed 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 like Somebody sings, and I feel like this baby will sing. I was like, I know they're babies, they don't sing, but I know this sing. She'll sing. She'll sing. I think that's going to be really important. And now I had met that baby because I came back at Christmas time in 2019 to meet the baby, and she was just a baby. But now I have met her, and she's three, almost four. And boy, does that girl sing! And she sings beautifully. And she's that little girl, and they didn't know she, they were having a girl, and this little girl is amazing. Um, I just So two, yeah. two little dollies now, so you've got, uh, so your older one, and how old is she? She's um, almost eight. And then the little one is almost three. Or she three, is three, almost going on four. And she does, she has a name like Piper, right? Is that she what you said? She does have Piper. And Piper is like, I always think of a bird singing. Isn't yes. that funny? And so when you said we that, know. when I saw her name, I'm like, look, a little bird. Yeah. The little bird singing. And so, wasn't oh, that lovely? Oh, yeah. that's such good news. And so he was married. He had his little... Well, oh. I call Sophie his wife. Wife, but they're okay. Not married. Okay. Um, they were... Well, you actually saw a wedding, and Corey and Soph the next year announced that they wanted to get married. So in 2019, they said, we're getting married, we're going to Mexico, we're having a destination wedding in April of 2020. Oh, yeah. And unfortunately, <laughs> that didn't happen. So there's still a wedding in the books somewhere. There is still a wedding in the books they're talking an, about next year. On an island just, or a coastline somewhere. Yes. Yeah. But do you know, there was another wedding 
and you had told me we had talked about my brother. Yeah. Because my brother had recently lost his partner of 30 years, his wife. They weren't actually married, but you know, yeah. they were together for 30 years. And I mean, 30 years is a long time to be with someone. Mm -hmm. And they were joined at the hip. Anyway, um, she got sick and she died and he was grieving something awful. And yet you sort of in the same sentence said, I see a wedding coming and your brother's really grieving the loss of his wife. Do you have a brother? Yes. Okay, one brother. Right there. Yeah, mm. yeah see the devil card showed up behind. Is he married? Um, he's a widower. Oh, they call it? Uh, okay, so he's alone. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna talk about your brother. There's a wedding coming. Mm. Oh, he's really sad about the death of his wife. Yeah, he is. Oh. So I'm thinking the wedding of somebody else, but you know, within a year and a bit, my brother had met someone and he got married. <gasps> wow, that's. I know. Oh, well, I mean, I, I, that's I'm a, that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty happy for him too. Yeah, like that's yeah, nice. Happy. Yeah, that's nice. So lonely. That so it's great. Ah, oh, that he found married. someone. Yeah. Oh, that, that makes me feel good, actually. Yeah. I feel good hearing that for some I reason. <laughs> I feel like, you had what a good outcome. You talked about weddings in that instance, but then you would also mention the wedding again, so. And w along yeah. with your brother. Yeah. And well, his my grieving. brother and his grieving, and then again you saw, I see a wedding, and you talked about my son in BC, and then yeah. they're going to be together. They're going to last. And I'm uh -huh. like, yes, good news. They're there and they're, and they're doing well. They're very strong. Oh, uh, they're little with your little chickadees. Yes. Oh, how sweet is that? And then you have another son, correct? Yes. Yes. Three. Three. Yeah. And yes. that's Liam is Liam the youngest. Is the youngest. Yes. Yeah. And so we talked about him, I believe, as well. We did. And his work. Yes. Yeah, he does some pretty serious work. You want to talk about what he yes. does? Okay, well, brag he, about your son. Let's yeah, hear about okay. your son's. Okay, here we go. You had actually seen that there was someone in my family or one of my sons was in either policing or the military. Somebody's going into policing, law, corrections, justice, or the military for a living. If it's one of your kids, they won't be staying here. They'll be transferred. They'll be federal. I don't think it's just going to be provincial. I think it'll be much bigger. And Liam is in the police in Queensland, where we live. It was his dream from when he was like seven years old, always wanted to be a police officer. And so now he is. At that time, when I had my reading, Liam was going through a bit of a hard time with um, his partner, um, Sean. They, things weren't going well, it was up and down, and um, they ended up breaking up. Liam was brokenhearted. But during my reading, you mentioned that within the years to come, the job would be sorted, everything would be good with his work, in his personal life, and with his house. And so in the last year, Liam, or a year and a half, he's met up with Lockie, who is absolutely gorgeous, and they are going so strong. It's just wonderful, and <sighs> just so in love. And Liam has also got a promotion. He tried to get this promotion. It's really difficult to get this one okay. because he's only been in the police for like about eight years and everybody wants his promotion. And he managed to get it out of, you know, yeah. quite a few applicants. So he's now got this job that he always wanted, this dream position. This. And Liam is building a house. He was always renting. He's had yeah. issues, even the last rental. They've had problems with yeah. it. 
and now he's building his home. So, so everything has fallen into place. He's in love, he got his promotion, and he's yeah. building him a house. I Aww. know, it's fantastic. Well, that's nice too. Yeah, it is. Uh, it the is. spirit clearly has your back. Yeah. The spirit clearly yeah. has, I mean, it's like being protected by your grandmother's prayers, you know? Yeah. Isn't that the truth? Just like you as a grandmother, protecting your granddaughters in your prayers. Yeah. Oh, you have angels on your back because it's truly worked out. Now, we have another son yes, we didn't talk Tobin. about. Let's talk about your other son. Yeah, my middle son, Tobin. Tobin. And how's Tobin doing? Tobin's doing really well. Uh, he's, yeah, my middle boy. He's, um, he lived with me for years. He um, has a diagnosis of Asperger's, uh, but he's high functioning and mm. he's very brilliant in, in many ways. But socially, he's a little bit introverted until he gets to know people and then mm -hmm. sort of comes out of his shell. So Tobin was single. Um, he's had a few girlfriends, but nothing really long term. Yeah. And Tobin has now met his lovely Melissa online. And they chatted and chatted. And then he actually went over to meet her because she lives in the U.S. She lives in North Carolina. <gasps> so Tobin went to meet her. Yeah. And... Then he went back to Australia, the world shut down, they talked every single day, every day, every day, every day. And now Tobin, just a few months ago, he went back to North Carolina to be with Melissa, and then they decided they were gonna get married. Ugh, they were soulmates, they were gonna get married, and so I just happened to be in Canada, and he said, well, you can come if you want, and I yeah. went, of course I'll be there. So his older brother, Corey, yeah from BC, yeah. we flew to North Carolina and we went for Tobin's wedding. <sighs> weddings gorgeous. galore. You had weddings galore. I know. I had all these weddings. It was gorgeous. I love it. Weddings. Yeah. That, that beautiful. So it sounds like, again, all these wonderful outcomes for your sons. Oh, oh I'm, I'm so grateful. Spirits um, got you. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and I got to meet the family, Melissa's family, and I know Tobin's in a really good place. He's found his place. And it's fantastic. Huh. That sounds wonderful. Now, there was some wild stuff that came up in your reading. And in that moment when you were hearing some of this stuff, what was going on in your mind? Like, this lady's crazy? She must mean someone else? What were you well, thinking? Well, no. I just, I don't know. I was just so into, you know, what you were saying. And I was amazed mm -hmm. that so many of the things made sense and then rang true. And, and I went... Oh wow! You know, almost like how could you know that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't really call myself a skeptic because okay. I'm open-minded yeah. about a lot of things. Yeah. But it was pretty exciting. I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. You know, um, I've heard of uh, where somebody's having a reading and it's just yeah. Uh, of course, you could see that she's on my wedding ring and said, yeah. you know, you're married. Um, but these were all these things that were coming up that you couldn't possibly have known. Well, and I have no control over. <laughs> yeah. like I, I can't. It's like a download of information and I can't, I'm trying to literally like just t t t pick things, pick yeah. things out like that, yeah. that as I get these downloads of information, I see places, things that smell like all of these things going on around you. I try to relay almost like if you can imagine like a sportscaster relaying what's going on in the field and you're listening, trying to figure yeah. out how to relay the guy in the blue shorts running across. So, <laughs> right. And so, um, it's kind of like that sometimes it's kind of like that. Yeah. I did want to hear more about, you worked with children. Yes. Yeah. Can you, do you want to talk just a bit about your background in working with children? I still work with children. Um, they're primary age children. So what do they call it here? Um, elementary. Elementary. Yeah. That's it. Elementary. 
I still speak Canadian sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and I worked, I've done over 20 years, I worked with children with behavior issues, so behavioral mm -hmm. difficulties. Not children with a diagnosis of uh, a disability, but children that just uh, can't fit in, whether they have some anxiety or whether they have separation issues from the parent or whether they've got trauma or attachment issues or whether they've just had parents that go, yes, 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 all their life and then they come to school and they hear the word no. Yeah. So there are lots of children and they act out and yeah. in different ways and I was just there to help them engage in their learning or sometimes just support them emotionally, just getting through the schooling and getting through their education and sometimes just getting through the day. Getting through so the day. It, it yeah. could be a very emotional job, you know, when you're working with these kids and especially when, you know, they've got trauma in their life, you know, they've got some abuse or they're in an abusive household or in neglect and that's really heartbreaking. I tried not to take it home because it would have just destroyed me because mm -hmm. I am a very emotional person, mm -hmm. a very, you know, loving person and that's why I chose that work. Yeah. Um, but I worked with these kids and um, I gave all I could when I was at work and then when I would go home I'd have to just detach myself from it, yeah. which was difficult sometimes. Because yeah, it's, um, it's, yeah. it's a lot and it I mean is. thank God. I, I, I imagine that there's a few kids out there now as the years of 20 years of you just said have gone by yeah. and they're 30 and they're yeah. like, ah, oh, I remember that lady who just, she took that time and spent with me. Now, have you had the experience of some older students possibly coming back? Ooh, I, I've seen the odd one because some still live in the neighborhood, yeah. but unfortunately a lot of them go down the path of, yeah. you know, um, not a great path because they sort of don't have the support in their life. They don't have family support. They don't have home support. So school is such a small part yeah. of their life. But I did have one when you mentioned this. I had a boy years ago and... He would have been like eight years old, grade three. Yeah. And we were in my room and he couldn't even read. He's like eight years old, he can't read. He could, you know, he, because he had been thrown around from school to school. He lived with mom, mom had various boyfriends. There was violence in the house. And he once looked at me and asked me, why do you do this job? And I sort of thought, mom, that's a very deep question for a little kid. And I said, you know what? If I can just help one, just one kid in their life, and you know, help them through their day and help them feel better and help them to cope, then it's worth it all. Because he saw some of the stuff that was thrown back at me. And so hopefully, wherever he is, I hope he's doing all right. Yes, yeah. and so for, for years, I had worked in violence prevention mm -hmm. and I've worked in prisons and in shelters. And one of the number one things related to myself and my team I had worked with mm -hmm. was eye contact and a sense of belonging was one of the number one deterrents for them as a child from deeper trouble. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like that's all, what you talked about is really that connection, right? Just yeah. being seen and a sense of belonging, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, you're a gift. Look at you. <laughs> You're well, let's say you have I'm sure start. there's more kids out there. I'd be interested to hear, or maybe I'll ask Spirit to bring some forward to you to affirm, uh, to affirm for you that the gift yeah. you gave to people because that's that's some big stuff. That would be lovely. Yeah. Because yeah. I love these kids. You know, some of them you have such a connection with, and you love them like your own. Yeah. 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 So 
and also deserving of that love. Well, thank you to Carmen for sharing her story with us. And thank you to you for listening to the Soul Medicine Psychic Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and found nuggets of wisdom and magic, please leave us some stars in a review or share it with someone you think would enjoy it. If you're a previous client and would like to share your story on the show, please contact us through our website. Until next time, stay safe, stay well. So many years has gone by But I think about you, about you all the time Thanks for joining us. For social media links and to book an appointment with Bernice, visit BerniceBissonPsychic.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. Remember, spirit has your greatest good at heart, your soul is light, and you are valued. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com.